Do you have a message that the world needs to hear? Do you want to make a living making a difference in the world? If so, this is the place for you. Welcome to the Speakers, Authors, and Coaches Podcast. Hey everyone, and welcome to the Speakers, Authors, and Coaches podcast, the official podcast of the Speakers, Authors, and Coaches Network. I'm your host, Jake Ballantyne, and today I am here with Sean Douglas. Sean, who is the author of the No BS, No Fluff Guide to Getting Booked to Speak. What's going on, Sean? How are you? What's up, brother? Always an honor and a privilege to talk with you. All right, man. So good to hear. Before we get going, just tell us a little bit about your background and how you got into speaking. Yeah, man. So I started in 2009 as a drill instructor for Air Force basic training. And um, I spent from 2009 to 2013 doing that. And around 2010, 2011, when I started getting good, I started judging drill competitions, like national drill competitions in Texas. And then it turns out, I was like, man, I really want to say something to these kids, but like, I don't know if I can. I'm like, screw it. I'll ask for forgiveness later. So I gathered up a high school, a high school um, or a junior ROTC group, and I was like, hey, can I give you a little piece of advice? I'm like, let me call the coach over. Let me make this legit, right? I was like, any other coach want to hear this? Okay. And I just gave him a couple pointers. I'm like, don't do that. Don't do that. Like, you know, and, and I'm not giving you based off of the judge sheet, but really like what I'm looking for or what the other judges really want to see is this, is this, professionalism, whatever. And they're like, all right. I was like, you can do this guys. Like you were super nervous. Right. And I didn't tell them anything that I wouldn't tell any other group, you know, and I wasn't giving away like trade secrets, but I was just kind of pumping them up. Like, dude, like don't smile. <laughs> like if you make a mistake and think it's funny, like just keep going, like, you know, whatever. And then the coach said, Hey, would you want to come talk to our group? So I did. And then other coaches were like, would you come talk to our group? And then I was talking at high schools. Then I was talking at colleges and then I got booked for this. And it was like, what is happening? And so come 2014 and 15, uh, I ended my drill instructor career after four years and became a master resilience trainer for the Air Force. So I was teaching soft skills, you know, gratitude, mindfulness, things like that. And then I turned around and said, I'm going to make this a thing. I'm going to take my act down the road. So in 2016, I wrote, I wrote my first book. In 2017, I started my radio show. In 2018, I wrote this book. And I mastered certain strategies to get people booked. Um, 2017, I did my TEDx talk. And so, you know, year over year growth is, is where I've been headed, man. But humble beginnings as a screaming drill instructor. That's really cool, though, that it started from, you know, started from your career that you were in. Mm-hmm. When, and, and still currently, you're still a member of the, the Air Force. Yeah, still in the um, Air Force, man. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, and I think it's really cool because, uh, well, one, there's a lot of people who aren't uh, in a position where they can dive full time into something that that they haven't mm-hmm. built yet, which many people are not. Uh, when I did it, I was pretty young, so I was able to do that uh, without uh, having as many needs, I guess. Where a lot of people, where hey, if you got you got a, you got kids, you got a house, you got all those kind of mm-hmm. things, you know, making that kind of leap uh, into the unknown can be kind of a challenging thing. And so you've been able to do kind of have your feet in both worlds. So before we get into details about your book and details about, you know, actually speaking, maybe you can give some advice that I can't because I've never been in two jobs. I've been full-time doing this uh, for the last eight years now. So how, what kind of advice do you have for those people who are starting off 
that maybe have their feet in two different worlds. How do you go about doing that? Where do you find balance when it comes to your, your, day, jo- your day job and to use a overused term, your, your side hustle going Dude, on? Dude, I've built three businesses while serving in the military. That's amazing. That's amazing. I've built three businesses. Here's what I'm going to tell you that nobody wants to hear. Okay. And I'm going to say it, and, and I, I'm telling you, you're going to get comments going, ugh, that's so dumb. <laughs> that's what I want to hear. Here's what you do. Here's what you do, okay? Literally, outsource everything. Oh, that's awesome. There's no reason why you need to do everything, uh-huh. right? So I built my first business as an entertainment company. I started out as a DJ on the, on the, during like the weekends, like clubs and bars on the weekends. And then a year later, I'm doing weddings and photography and videography. Like I hired a photographer and videographer. I hired another DJ to like compliment what we were doing. We started getting into catering, what, but I outsourced everything I didn't know how to do. I don't know how to do that. Who can do it for me? Let me pay you. Because I'm telling you, when you outsource things, you end up start making more money. Absolutely. I'm not even, I cannot express this enough. If you outsource things and not spend time on it, but you spend money on it and it's good, it comes back to you. Yes. It's an investment. Yes. So if you're not outsourcing something and you're spending a lot of time on it, you're wasting time. You're wasting money. You're leaving money on the table. Totally. Well, time, uh, time is not something that's scalable. You only have so much time. <laughs> me right. and any famous person, you, look, me and The Rock have the same amount of time every day. You know, we, we have the right. same amount of time every day, but yet he's at the gym at four in the morning and uh, mm-hmm. I am asleep at four in the morning. I'm sleeping. <laughs> yeah. I'm and sleeping. I have no shame in that. I am sleeping at four in the morning, no. but we have yeah. the same amount of hours in the day. And so there's no scalability when it comes to time, but when it comes to money, you can scale it. And one thing, in fact, mm-hmm. I was talking to someone about this today and he was kind of having this like, uh, almost like this guilt for not diving into the business, you know, not just like, you know, leaving everything behind. And I, I told him, I said, look, everything costs time or money. That's it. Everything costs time or money. And if you have the luxury to be able to use money instead of time, then you can put that into your business. And maybe you don't have as much time during the day, but if somebody has dove into the business and just started their business without a safety net, quote unquote, which is what I did, but I can say from my experience there at the beginning, I had to be scrappy and I had to do everything myself and I had to figure out everything that I could. <clears throat> and to be honest, in many ways, it, it took more time than it needed to because I didn't have any, but I had zero budget to be able to invest in anything, to be able to outsource anything, to be able to do all those kinds of things. And uh, right. if, if I had a job, maybe it would have been different. And I'm not, I'm not saying that that's not the, for me, honestly, I wouldn't have done it any other way because that's what was right for me at the time. But right. don't think that just to do it, you have to dive in. And I, I think that's something that you can definitely attest to. Oh, absolutely, man. Like, you know, the second, the second business that I built was when my wife and I built an antique store because we bought storage units at auction. Oh, wow. That's cool. Like storage wars. Yeah. I didn't know that. That's cool. And so, and so she would be at home researching all of the storage units that were going to go up for auction while I'm working. And then I come home from work and I'm like, Hey, what do you got? She goes, okay, it's this time at this time at this time at this time at this time. I'm like, Ooh, I can make that one. I can make that one. And I'm just planning uh-huh. my schedule. And then she would go to all the rest of them. Okay. Again, I'm outsourcing because my wife is doing it. I'm not doing uh-huh. it. You know what I mean? That's interesting. So, 
so we would do this. We would do the uh, the store on the weekends, and then during the week, she would you know do whatever she's got to do, and I'd have somebody else working whenever they need to work. But I always relied on other people, like, hey, I'll pay you if you do this, pay you do this. because they're making the business run while you're, you know, what I'm saying, yeah. while you're doing whatever you got to do. And so if let's say you get into like a financial something or other, your business starts to go downhill, you know, you need to float yourself a couple couple dollars, whatever. Like I have another job to support something that happens. Yes. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, totally. So if I, if I need to go do something, I'm like, okay, I'll take a little bit of my money right now. And I'll just pay myself back on the back end. So I'm almost like an employee, you know to what I mean? Yourself, and yeah. So, you know, yeah. And like take a loan out. My business took a loan out against me. I'm the lean hold, you know, whatever. Totally. So always outsource, man. And, and, and really like you need to schedule your time. If you want to, if you want to be able to get as much done as you can, schedule your time. Mm -hmm. Okay, not time management. Time management's a myth, like you said. Time management's a myth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Schedule your time according to your energy levels. Uh -huh. If you're not a morning person, don't schedule a lot of hard things in the morning. I myself am an afternoon and evening person, so I get a crap ton done in the afternoon. And that evening. makes sense because last so night you were texting me and I was saying I'm going to bed, <laughs> and I'm like. Wait, Sean's on the East Coast, and I'm saying I'm going to bed. What's going on? Dude, I was up for another hour and a half after I got off the phone with you, man. So, dude, I, and I schedule how much time I need to sleep, right? So, my day is all crafted about what what time do I need to wake up? Like, what's the earliest or latest, whatever? Like, what do I need mm -hmm. to wake up? So, I got up today at, um, what time I get up? I got up at, uh, I got up at 8.30. I got up at 8.30 this morning. And so I need about six and a half, maybe seven hours of sleep. Mm -hmm. So I was in bed by, by two o'clock. I got six hours of sleep or six and a half. Wow. Right. So I was in bed by two. I woke up at eight 30, boom, started my day. Mm. Right. So, I mean, I need about six hours of sleep and I'm, and I'm solid. I'm golden, you know, seven. I'm good. And if I get like nine or 10 hours of sleep, I feel like I didn't even sleep and I just got way too much sleep and I just, yeah. I'm dog tired, but you have to schedule. Like I'm waking up at this time. So what am I doing at this time? If you need to schedule brushing your teeth and schedule it, but, Every single day is scheduled. Every hour, every minute is scheduled. Just like mm. you would budget your money, I budget my mm. time. And you really need to do that. Uh, I heard uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger on a podcast talking about time. And he said something really interesting. He said, he said if you need something done, uh, delegate it to someone who's busy. Because the busy person will get it done. And he said, because mm -hmm. they know how to schedule the time, they know how to make it, they're going to schedule it, they're going to happen. And where a lot of times yep. when somebody who's not a busy person they're not going to find the time to do it, even though they have a lot of time. And, and I think that's where um, it's, uh, I've heard it said that, what was it? You can't manage time. You can only manage activities. Time's not something that it's mm -hmm. not a manageable thing. Right. So you're talking about managing right. activities. And I like what you're saying. It's a, yep. it's a breath of fresh air to say it doesn't have to be early morning. I like getting up early in the morning and doing things, but it doesn't have to be early in the morning. It can be, mm -hmm. it can be late at night. It can be based on your energy level. Yep. It's based on energy because energy is, is an infinite resource. If I don't feel good, I go take a 30-minute nap. I'm re-energized. If I need some coffee, if I need to go run around the block, if I need to drink a monster, like whatever it is that you need to do, you can get more energy. You can't get more time. Mm, that's really interesting. That's a good way to put it. Uh, let's talk about this. What, what's your advice for speakers who are just starting off brand new? Someone says, hey, yep. I'm a speaker. You know, you have a few minutes with them and you met them at a conference and they said, what's your advice for me just starting out? What do you say to them? I'll give you two right off the bat. Number one, you have to do these two things. Get a mentor and define your message. Everybody who says, oh, you need to target and, and niche and category. And that, no, 
message. Once you find your message, then the market comes. So get a mentor and find your message. Like you need to define it. You need to tell me exactly right now, not what you want to talk about. That's content. But you need to tell me what you want to tell people. You need to tell me what you want to tell them. What do they need to know? Mm -hmm. That's a really good way to put it, that, that there has to be, there's got to be a message there. There has to be. So, so what mm -hmm. is it? You're a messenger as a speaker. So what's the message you're trying to yep. share? What is, the, what is the thing that you want to do? And yeah, I'm sure you can talk about a lot of things, but if there's nothing that you're right. putting your flag in the ground on, then right. kind of who cares? Right. If I say, hey, man, what's your message? You're like, well, my message is that, um, you know, if you take these three steps and you no, that's not a message. That's content. Yeah, 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 yeah. What is your message? And you can tell because a message is emotional. It's your emotional connectivity to the audience. Mm. It's your emotional connection to the world. Mm. So if I say, what's your message? And Jake says, man, my message is that you can do this. You have the power to do this. No matter what the circumstances that you've ever been brought into, you can do this. You can overcome. That is a message, mm -hmm. right? What is the one thing that if you're leaving this earth, what is the one thing you want the world to know? Mm. That's a message. That's beautiful. That is really cool. So your advice is to start there from the message get a mentor. Yep. Absolutely. I completely agree. Uh, when I first started out, I said I didn't have any budget for anything. And the reason why is because all of the money that I was making was going to a mentor. And, uh, and people, I mean, people thought it was silly at the time. You know, people who are mm -hmm. my friends, like, what are you doing? You're giving all, and I go, wait a second. So, okay. We all have friends who are lawyers or doctors or anything like that. And you go, you know, these people are taking out hundreds of thousands of dollars of debt that compounds, that has interest coming over time. And we're talking about a profession that we're, we're having same levels of income and, and has a much higher ceiling uh, than, than those kind of professional jobs. And you're hoping to do it by figuring it out on your own. I, I just think it's a, I just think it's a, a, it's not a good plan. You know, you're in the air force. Right. I'm pretty sure everything you do, you've been trained on. Every single thing yes. was, there was no just figuring it out on your own and no. <laughs> sure you can figure things out on your own, but back to that whole time or money. Uh, and, and it's a lot of time to replace what that kind of investment can have. So I always tell people, oh my, God, yeah. my line all the time with people is look, whether it's me or somebody else, get somebody, you need to have somebody who's going to be uh, behind you. And I, and I think that's honestly for anything, whatever skill, whatever talent, uh, well, skill is a better word. Whatever skill you're wanting yeah. to acquire. Uh, for me, whenever there's something I want to do that's new, that's always the first place. I go, okay, how can, who can I find that I can work mm -hmm. with that can shorten this learning curve? And it's worked out really yeah. well for me. I'll tell you what, man. I spend thousands of dollars every year, mm -hmm. uh, not only on a mentor, but I'll take a, uh, and he doesn't even care. He's like, hey, if you want to take that online course, man, go ahead. If you want to take this you know, a speaking course, you know, for 500 bucks, you want to take it, you know, whatever is it, but I mean, that's what I'm here for is to, is to answer any questions and whatever. So I took all these speaking courses, how to, how to deliver on stage and how to be an amazing storyteller and how to build your business a little bit. Like a lot of courses are going to tell you how to literally build your business. Mm -hmm. They tell you how to deliver. They tell you how to interact with people. They give you a couple, um, email scripts and whatever else, but no anywhere, no 
course anywhere told me to give the event planner a W-9 because that is how you get paid. Not until I got a mentor that anybody say, hey, make sure you have your W-9. I'm like, what's that? What's, what's, a, what's a W-9? Well, you need your W-9 to give to them, to give them to your contract. What contract? I don't, I don't, what are you talking about? They're like, you don't have a contract? I'm like, like, like a contract that I sign? And nobody's ever given me one. They're like, no, you're supposed to give that to yeah. them. Like, nobody ever asked for one. Yep. You know, yep. like, you can YouTube, like, how do I get booked to speak? YouTube it, Google it, whatever. There's a thousand different ways to do it, right? But until I literally started doing it myself, as in, like, somebody showed me or I learned it from a course or whatever, and I literally went through the motions, right, and I perfected a process to do it, I mean – I never even realized that you needed a W nine whenever you get paid. Totally. Never had an never had an idea. I don't know any online speaker course that's telling you right now, like, well, if in order for you to build a speaking business, you have to register as an S corp, or if you don't want to do S corp, just do an LLC, or go talk to a CPA and they'll tell you if you wanted to be a sole proprietor or this. That's like the last thing that everybody ever thinks about. I don't know any course. I've been through. I've been through a lot. I think the the reason why a lot of that is the way it is is because um, when it's a recording, when it's something like that. Um, there is concern about being liable for financial advice for all those kind of things. And by the way, this is not uh, to be considered financial advice. And I think that that's uh, that's something that I think that that's one of the reasons why they stay away from those things. But I think what you're getting at and what I notice is there's so many little details. And honestly, mm-hmm. when it comes down to it, it's like, success in anything people will try to break it down to a system hey this is a system but there is no one size fits all for anything there really isn't right there's no one size fits all for anything and there's all sorts of different things and really when it comes down to it there's always going to be times where times get challenging where times get tough and when you have Mm -hmm. someone who's saying no 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 you're on the right course stay on it keep moving forward you know, that's where real, things really change. In fact, I wanted to ask you this. Has there ever been a time where you wanted to quit, where you felt like giving up? Has that ever happened? No. Wow. That's the only person I've ever heard say that. No. Not allowed to. Tell me about and that. Maybe it's because maybe um, I was in Iraq in 2003. You don't give up. Hmm. So, if, I mean, if you ask any military guy, ask any military guy, you ever thought about giving up? They're like, in the military? No, not going to happen. Mm. People die. Wow. Like, it's not, it's not a thing. Maybe in your personal life, you know, like in the military, we just don't give up. Wow. Like, that's not, that's not what we do. So, I take what I learned on the battlefield and brought it to business. Mm. You know what I mean? Wow. And so, there's a, there's a lot of... Um, they call them vetpreneurs. Uh-huh. There's a lot of vetpreneurs that'll be like, well, business is our new battlefield. You know, there's a couple of people that are, that are, you know, propagating that, mm-hmm. you know, business is our new battlefield out of the military, whatever. I just literally took what I was given to me in basic training and tech school and, you know, overseas and, and everything I've learned. And I just equate it to how can I, how can I take that hill? AKA, how can I get a TEDx talk? How can I overcome this adversity, a.k.a. how do I not get killed on a convoy duty? <laughs> you know, like, like, you know, so you take these survival skills and you imply, you implore them into your business or into whatever goal setting that you, because in the military, you're, you're beat with a freaking stick. Like, this is how you get this done. Get this done. Make this happen. Make this happen. Make this happen. Make it happen no matter what. So how do I do that? 
well, this is how you do this. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And so you come up with a strategy, you come up with a way and you mastermind how it's going to be and you make it happen mm. because there is no other way in the military. You make it happen no matter what or people die. That mental toughness right there. I mean, that really honestly is what I wish more people had when it comes to success because I hear it so often <laughs> about people that they just you know what? Things get hard. And, and that's the truth. Like if you're just starting out, things will get hard. It will happen. And if somebody says right. like this, <laughs> if somebody says it's going to be easy, then just wait, there's, there's going to be a sales pitch very soon. All right. <laughs> <laughs> you are not kidding. Hey, I'll give you the easy route. Oh, do tell. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So where, oh, where's the sales pitch? Cause that's what's coming right, right? now because how much, how much does that easy road cost? Yeah. Yeah. Because, and, and I'm not saying don't like, I think investing, we just talked about that. Investing in things is really important. And me like you, you know, over the last eight years, I, I can't even tell you, I, I can't, I have no idea how much money I've spent on. I could probably add it up at thousands and thousands and right. thousands of dollars uh, right. that I've spent on, on courses and learning and, and we're talking about similar amounts of money that I've spent on college. You know, I spent on my education in this business and that, that, right. I'm not saying anything wrong with that. I offer courses. I do teaching, consulting, coaching, all those kinds of things. But what I am saying is that I don't ever tell people that it's going to be easy because that's not right. true. And, and when somebody right. says it's easy, I think it's so damaging because at the beginning it's exciting and you got those emotions going and then now all of a sudden you're facing something, you know, some kind of road that's, that you're up against. And at the beginning, you had those emotions that were so exciting. But the question is, can you keep going and pushing against that wall when those emotions are no longer there? Can you keep the commitment when you don't have the emotions? Mm -hmm. And uh, th that's right. really where, honestly, if people have that, they're going to figure out a way. They're going to figure out a oh, way. Yeah. But if they don't have that, there's no technique there's no plan. There's no nothing that's going to get them there if they don't have the attitude that you just talked about. Yeah, man, I'll tell you what. The whole time you're talking, I'm just like, preach, man. Because <laughs> I see so many times, like, get $100,000 in 90 days. You know what I mean? I'm like, really, dude? Like, if everybody got $100,000 in 90 days, then everybody would be selling that course. Totally. You know? Hey, if, and if we can you... figure that out, if we can figure out how to have success easily, like, quick, like, $100,000 in the next 90 days, uh, easily right. and, and, and whatever, like let's go into right. business. We're going to make a lot of money selling that if that's right. true, but it's not right. Here's your smell test. Okay. If Tony Robbins or if Frank Shankowitz or Jeff Hoffman or Greg Reed, um, Gary Vaynerchuk, if Grant Cardone, all of these people, if, freaking you, me, you know, uh, Corey Bear, if like all these people, right? If <laughs> Arel Moody, if all of these guys who are fabulous speakers and business owners, if all of these guys are telling you hard work pays off and this, that, and the other, and they're not selling you a get a hundred grand in 90 day course and somebody else is, you might want to compare their bank accounts. Because mm -hmm. I'm just saying, if Tony Robbins, after 40 years of speaking, is not selling a, hey, get booked and paid to speak in 30 days and you can make 100 grand, or hey, you notice none of these guys make guarantees, mm -hmm. not one of them. Yeah. Gary Vee doesn't say, well, if you do this, you're going to be successful. No, he says, hard work, hustle. Grant Cardone, Tony, all these guys have all of their things that make them specific and special. And Tony Robbins is telling you what you need to be successful.
It's get a mentor, get these things, get these things, get these things. Nothing about, well, if you do these things, you'll make a hundred grand in 90 days. Not one of those guys will ever make that guarantee mm. because it's up to you, not them. Super wise. I love it. So tell me about the no BS, no fluff guide to getting booked to speak. Cause that, that is uh, that's quite a title. How'd you come up with that? So I was taking a course and I literally emailed them and I was like, I want my freaking money back. Like, this is garbage. Like, well, I was like, look, give me my money back, man. Cause this is, this is ridiculous. They're, I mean, they were promising you should, uh, I, don't, I, I can't remember what the, it was like a year ago, earlier this year, it was like February earlier this year. And I'm like, Ooh, online speaker course. Cool. Got it. Cool. I'll guarantee this and guarantee this. I'm like, Oh, I gotta do, I'm like signing up. I'm like, I gotta check this out, you know? And so I'm going through it. I'm like, uh, no, that doesn't, no, that doesn't work. No. Cause you hear words like if you do this every time, if you do this all the time, this is what people really want. This is what I'm like, that's false. That's false. I'm calling up my event planner friends. I'm like, hey, check this out. Like, who is selling that? I'm like, uh, I don't know, but somebody is selling this. And they're like, ugh, no, ew. So, you know, people are selling TEDx courses that don't even have a TEDx talk. People are selling booked and paid to speak courses who've never been booked and paid to speak. You know, people are saying, well, you should go out and get a $7,500 gig by doing this. I'm like, that's not actually how you – what do you come up with? Who's selling this stuff, right? So I was like, look, I'm going to give you the no BS. And I literally wrote down my entire business model. I sat there and I wrote a piece of paper and I was like, where do I do this? How do I do this? How do I do this? What is the exact process I go through from getting this to this to this and the different stages I go through to the time that I walk off stage and collect a paycheck? What is it? And so I was like, look, this is the no BS. There's no fluff. You ever been on a webinar? where we're at a webinar for 45 minutes and, that, and you talk about your dog Fluffy from eighth grade, they came to get some information. So give them the information. So I wrote this book, No BS, No Fluff. This is, not, this is exactly what you need to know in order to be successful. In this book is my entire business model, the entire thing. You've had a lot of success as a speaker in a relatively short period of time. I mean, it, it has been a, a, in a very short, I mean, no, it's a very short period of time. You've had a lot of success. Uh, what do you attribute that to? Because a lot of people take years and years to get there. Um, I mean, right off the bat, getting a mentor. Mm -hmm. um, you know, but but let's say that I didn't have the mentor. Let let's just block out the mentor, okay? If I look back, it's all about resourcefulness, mm. okay? So it's just again that that mental toughness, right? Like I need to know how to do this. But I started watching a couple of YouTube videos. I'm like, well, if I'm going to build a speaker business, let me YouTube it. How to build a speaker business, and like. Benji Bruce would come up and he's like, uh, I'm talking about, you know, how to find them, where to find them. I'm also watching Tony Robbins. I'm watching Gary. I'm like, I'm, I'm watching all of these videos and I'm reading articles on Forbes, Entrepreneur, Inc., um, you know, Fast Company, whatever. I'm literally reading all of these articles, all right, about how to get booked to pay to speak. Go to eHow. Go to eHow. How to get booked to speak. How to start a speaking business. And it literally tells you, get a website, get this, get this, get this, get this. Okay, so I built a website and I did this, I did this, I did this, I did this. I'm like, all right, boxes are checked. Now what? Because again, I'm trying to take a hill. Yeah, I got. I know where I gotta go. I just need to get there. What's the roadmap? And then I started joining Facebook groups and started. I'm like, oh, really? That's interesting. What's this and what's this? And literally, all of the all of the stuff that I've learned through all of the YouTube videos, all of the articles, actually going and do it. I've literally stripped away everything that didn't work. I'm like, okay, that doesn't work. I'm not doing that. What is working? I call them DPAs, dollar producing activities. What are my dollar producing activities that get me the results? 
because everybody's like, well, you could do this or you could do, I don't do any of that in this book. It is literally, what am I doing every day that gets me the result? And I only concentrate on that. And I can see that, you know, a thirst for knowledge and that you just kept applying, like you had the knowledge and then apply, knowledge and apply, yep. didn't oh, overthink yeah. it because, I mean, that, that's the thing. I know a lot of speakers out there, you know, at this point in the group, we're about 3,500 members in the Speakers Option mm-hmm. Coaches Network. And truth is, is there's, I can count on one hand the number of speakers that have had the amount of success you've had in the time frame that you've had. And uh, you. so that, that's really cool. That's something you should be really proud of. Um, so. You talk about this a lot in the book, but I want to get some content here that people can walk away sure. with. Uh, how, what are your top, I don't know, let's go through uh, two or three tips to find potential speaking engagements. Okay, so number one, I get booked a crap ton off of LinkedIn. Like I do, man. LinkedIn is my honey hole. So number one, you can go and search hashtags because a lot of people use hashtags. So hashtags became popular about three, four years ago. Everybody's like, hashtag this and hashtag. And they were talking in hashtag, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I do hashtag conference. I do hashtag call for speakers, call for presenters, call for proposals. Like these are all words that event planners are using. You want to know how to get booked to speak? Real easy. Call up an event planner and go, how do you book your speakers? And this is what they tell me. Like, well, we put out a lot of hashtags. We'll put out a call for speakers. I'm like, cool, what's a call for speaker? Well, it's a, we use it for SEO to draw people to our website to apply to this form. I'm like, oh, really? What kind of form? And I'm just literally asking them questions. Interesting. Let me try that. So mm-hmm. literally, you go to hashtag call for speakers on Facebook or LinkedIn, and you go to the content posts. Once you go to the, where it says content or the post for mm-hmm. 2018, because I don't care about anything else, once you go to the 2018 post, you'll see this conference is about this or this or this hashtag call for speakers hashtag conference hashtag amazing day (laughs) like and you just write down all of the hashtags and you'll see a repetitious cycle of hashtags being used Mm. and so i kept searching those hashtags here's one that i think is in the book it may or may not be in the book here's one go to google image and type in hashtag conference Okay, Google image, hashtag conference, and you'll see all of the conferences that have ever been done that people have been used the hashtag and took a picture of the conference that they were at. Write down the conference name, then Google the conference name. Now, what about uh, when you are, you know, after you've, you know, you talk about figure out your message, you mm-hmm. got your message, you know, okay, I really resonate with this particular audience. So I'm looking for, uh, I'm looking for a, I'm looking for conferences, but in a very specific genre. So how do you go about doing that? You know, you, you just search hashtag conference, you're going to get all sorts of different things in lots of different fields. So how do you get that more narrow? So hashtag sales conference, hashtag call for speakers, plus sign sales, call Mm. for speakers, plus sign um, conference, hashtag call for speakers, plus sign health and wellness. Mm-hmm. Um, so really once you sales. know, once you know what that is, where you're looking for, right. you can just manipulate those words, manipulate exactly. those hashtags. Now with yeah. that, one thing I've always, cause I haven't done that approach. I've done a lot of other things, but I haven't really taken the time to do that. My question sure. being, so when they come up, you know, are you mostly seeing things that, that, uh, you know, the, the conference just happened. So we're talking 12 no. months in the future or, or they come up all random. How does that work? Yeah. Yeah. So, so if I go to Facebook and I say, hashtag call for speakers, you mm-hmm. go to posts. Once you click on posts, then on the left column, you're going to see all 2018, 17, 16, you click on 2018. So it only brings up the 2018 posts. Mm-hmm. Now, 
What's really great about this is if you're in February or March, you got the lead on the conferences. But mm -hmm. now it's like September, October, November, December. A lot of those conferences you're going to find have already kind of came and went, right? Yeah, but, but I mean, the at the same th time, it's like if you're booking a speaking engagement, half the time it's it's 10, 10 months out anyway. So, I mean, right. it just happening actually is a good thing. Right. But here's the thing. What a lot of people do is they give up. They're like, oh, it already happened. This guy is putting it into a CRM going, okay, this guy saw a conference for September. They already got their speakers. This is what the conference is about. I would love to speak there. Awesome. I'm taking down the conference name, the date I found the call for speakers, because it'll say on this day, on July 5th, a call for speakers came out. I'm like, cool, July 5th, conference is this date. Awesome. What's the email address? What's the website? And I'm emailing that person. Hey, I just saw your, your call for speakers for the 2018 National Resilience because I'm a resilience speaker. That 2018 National Resilience Conference. I would love to speak there. However, I'm sure that you're already full up on speakers. When does your call for speakers come out? Is this an annual event? And uh, what is your booking process? Um, and most of the time they're going to say, well, buy a ticket and come. Of course they're going to. But I'm looking for specific information. And if it's a resilience conference, I'm probably going to go anyways. But, uh, but, I, but I don't try to sell me. I just want some information. I had literally one time they were like, oh, my gosh, one of our speakers just dropped out. Our conference is in a month and a half. We've been scrambling to find somebody. Oh, really? Well, here's my website, and this is what I could talk about, and this is the problem I solved. There you go. And I got booked for the conference just because mm -hmm. I reached out going, hey, um, I saw this. I know it's already, already you know, too late to apply or whatever, but I'd like to get some information about how you book your speakers, what's the process, when your call for speakers comes out and all that. She's like, we need somebody. Mm. Awesome. <laughs> so, so you start with your first approach being very informational, very, yep. hey, even if you already know pretty much what their process is going to be. Um, sure. Because after you do a few, you kind of, you have – a general yeah, idea there's, there's gonna, yeah. Sometimes I feel like I know more information than the actual planner <laughs> does. Well, this is what the next step's going to be like, well, every now and then yeah. there'll be someone who's new to the position. And I, I, I do sometimes find that I'm kind of right. guiding that or other aspects of the conference. Like, well, maybe you want to look at this or maybe whatever. Anyway, that's Absolutely. besides the point, but you go with yep. the approach of information seeking. I think that's such a good way to do it. I always tell yeah. people to go that approach at the beginning because nobody likes to be sold to nobody right. at all. And people like real humans. And yep. I, I say, okay, go about it the same way as if you were at like some community function and you yep. met somebody and they said, Oh yeah, I'm actually, I'm the president of this association. And at that time you wouldn't say, Oh, great. Well, I'm Jake and I speak on this and, and I think you'd really like to have me. You'd go, Oh, that's right. cool. You know, I'm, I'm actually, I'm a, I'm a professional speaker. I'm just curious. So do you ever bring in speakers? I mean, that's what right. I would say. I think that's what a normal human would say. And then they're going to say, yeah, we do. We you know, do this and that. Oh, cool. I, I've heard of that guy or that guy's a friend would at this point, a lot of them are people I know, but right. whether that is or not, I can say, Oh, cool. I've heard about that person. Um, when do you go about hiring your new speakers or what do you look for in speakers? I mean, that's right. it. If you, if you treat email like you would a conversation at mm -hmm. an event where you just met someone, I find it goes a lot better than trying to shove oh, yeah. things down people's throat. Yeah. Because you don't know what they want and you can't sell yourself to somebody who they don't know that you don't know what they want. 
You know what I mean? Totally. So like a, like a car dealer, a car salesman cannot say, oh my God, I have this amazing Camaro and maybe this guy hates Camaros. You know what I mean? Oh my yeah, God, I yeah, got this yeah. Camaro like, and just shoving a Camaro down their throat. They're like, well, I really don't want that. I just had a kid, you know, and, and we're really trying to maybe get a crossover. Maybe we're trying to get like a Toyota Corolla. Like, yeah, I really don't want a sports car right now. Oh, you need a sports car. I need this. You need this. You need this. You need yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. You're trying to sell it. That's not what they want. So it's if you ask sales. the event planner, what kind of speaker are you looking for? I'm looking for a corporate speaker. On, here's one that, that nobody, I, I had to look this up. Like I'm not even trying to look this up. I need a, a corporate speaker on social responsibility. Okay. Hmm. Tell me more about what social responsibility is. And it's literally how you act on social media. Are you the same person in, mm-hmm. in the, right? And so the company's social responsibility. And yes. so these are becoming more, more rampant as we break into different, um, uh, social media platforms and everything. They're looking for speakers on inclusion and diversity. Got it. But social responsibility, mm-hmm. like, hold on a second, Google, <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, and there's a whole bunch of articles from 2018 about social responsibility. I'm like, uh-huh. I thought it was like, well, you got to act like a great human. No, it's yeah, how yeah. you are on social media. What yeah, are you yeah, portraying yeah. your brand is on social media? So yeah, 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 yeah. Ask the event planner, what are you looking for? Absolutely. You know, on, on that note, I have a friend who just started a whole, I mean, it's a whole franchise company all over the nation, United States and Canada, all about what you're talking about, social responsibility. It's called My Life that's Online. And, uh, wow. and that's specifically schools. And they have speakers going in schools all over, you yep. know, they have a whole team of speakers doing it. And it's yep. specifically that. Um, here's something that's going to bring a lot of value to people watching is uh, this is something you include in your book. Uh, who hires speakers? Let's talk about that. Because mm, I think a lot of man. people just don't know and they might be going after a market that doesn't actually hire speakers. And it's like, if you're yep. looking for someone, if you say, I want to speak in this world and I want to be hired, it's like, well, they don't hire speakers. So talk about who hires speakers. So let's talk about that. Event planners, event directors, event organizers, right? At college, you can talk to the student activity center. You can talk to, there's Dude, if you want to break into the college market, go to APCA, NOTA, NACA, AFLV. These are all organizations that book speakers at their events for the college market, mm-hmm. right? So APCA is Association for Promotion of Campus Activities. NOTA is the National Orientation and uh, Orientation Directors Association. NACA is the National Association of Campus Activities. Um, AFLV is the American Fraternal Leadership and Values. Like these are all organizations that can bring in speakers, yeah. right? And then another one is you just talk to the department head. Hey, do you talk to speakers? Or if you don't, can you refer me to somebody? Yep, I know who to refer you to. Awesome. The one thing I hate about corporate is they go, I'll refer you to HR. They don't, they don't, they, that's the lost yeah. C. Like, that's, like that's don't their, go to HR. That's their way right? of nicely putting you down. Now we're not yeah. really interested. Yeah, we'll go to HR. I'm like, ugh. Here's what's funny though. HR has conferences and they book speakers. Uh-huh, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Weird. So when you go into corporate, it's usually VP of sales, VP of marketing. V- and so this is where you start. You start at sales and marketing. You're like, hey, would love to come speak to your company. I'm just trying to get in touch with somebody who actually brings in speakers. That's it. That's all you say. Like, we'll go to HR. Well, I've been there and they don't hire speakers. And some guy will go, oh, well, maybe you just talk to this person. Like, oh, cool. Let me talk to Steve. What's up, Steve? You know, like, hey, I'm just trying to figure out what kind of speakers you guys hire. Do you guys have events and, you know, whatever. Of course, you're perusing their website and everything else. But normally, they'll say, oh, yeah, talk to this person. They hire speakers. So another way that I found out, um, I got a couple of ninja hacks. 
Uh-huh. Right? Uh-huh. So Let's bring on the ninja way, hacks. The greatest way that I've ever found to know who hires speakers is Indeed.com. Indeed.com. Check this out. It's going to blow your mind. <laughs> so here's what you do. You go to Indeed.com and you, and you make a profile and you type in for search words. And I get like 30 little – I get one email with 30 different leads in there. I have endless leads. I can't even contact everybody. Here's what you do. You have something that says conference speaker. That's it, conference mm-hmm. speaker. So Microsoft will put out a job on Indeed.com because that's what it is. It's a job location, right? So they'll put out a job that says your roles and responsibilities are to find and book speakers. Mm. Awesome. What is that role and responsibility? What is that title called? And it's usually event planner, event organizer, director, um, uh, associate, associate marketing associate or something like that right so you take that little keyword that they put in there and says your job is this your title is this because every job posting has a title take that title and google it google that title and see all the stuff that comes up but indeed.com is so underutilized getting booked to speak because what i do is i find that one job and says looking for speakers, you hire speakers, you find the speakers, you um, take care of them, you hire them, whatever. That's who I'm talking to. I then email the person that put that post on Indeed and say, hey, I'm not interested in hiring the speakers. I am a speaker and I'd love to know how I can speak at your event, what's your booking process. The same thing I would send to anybody else. What is your booking process? I noticed that you hire speakers. Where can I find more information about your company and about the event that you hire for? Oh, go here, thanks for asking. They give me a website, they give me some more information, they give me this Steve or John or whoever, and we have a conversation. This is your doorway, the back door into the company that is hiring for speakers. That's such a good way to, to think about it. I remember you told <laughs> me about that before and it was like, whoa, man, this guy just thinks a whole different different way. And, and one of the things that I've noticed that you're talking about that I don't hear a lot of other people talking about, and that is that um, you're going, it's not about width. It's about going and, and actually talking to real people. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times people want to just have, it's because people want it to be easy. And so they, they want to do some way they can just blast out and do those kind of things. Uh, but the real success comes in actually going, having conversations with people. And it's like, well, I can email a hundred people doing this. Now it's different when you know exactly who those people are. You have a targeted list, you know, all those kind of things. And, yep. and that, that's down the road. But when you're starting out, man, it's like, who cares if you send out 100 emails if nobody reads it? Where right. if you can get to the Dumb. right person, have a real conversation, yep. uh, that, that's where real success is going to happen. Yeah, and that's my issue with a lot of marketers and a lot of publicists. Let me, get, mm. let me gather 100 people and just send out an email, a canned email, right? Because if I send out an email, because l- let's say that I'm like, hey, Jake, I, I, you know, I heard an episode or I saw you speak or I did it or whatever. And I love the time where you said this and this and this, turn the page, write a new chapter, whatever. Mm-hmm. Well, we have an author's, we have an author's um, conference coming up and we'd love for you to speak about what it means to turn the page, you know, metaphorically, physically, whatever, right? It speaks directly to your message, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Got it. So reverse that, reverse it. I'm a speaker going after them to book me rather than them coming to me, use the same logic. 
Hey, Jake, I saw that you have a marketing company and I noticed that a lot of marketers today are dealing with burnout and are dealing with the Facebook ads not working and the algorithms that keep changing. Well, I'm a speaker that when I speak to this group of marketers, I just give them a different way of the Facebook ads and this. I give them the way of this. This is what I mm -hmm. talk about. So mm -hmm. what I've noticed is that when I give this talk, that they feel like their, their stress is reduced and it's reducing yeah. their anxiety and it's reducing the, the, the depression that they feel when their ads aren't working. So mm. I have, a, I have a, a five step process that literally will show you exactly how to do the Facebook ads in a way that I'm receiving this measurable result. If you want to know more, let's have a phone conversation. Let's see if it's worth uh, coming into your audience and talking to. You see how I canned the email directly to Jake's marketing company? Totally, totally. And that's such a good way because then they're going to actually respond. And, and I don't know right. about you, but when I see an email, the, the moment I know that it's canned, I'm out. I, don't, I, don't, out. I, I go, oh, this isn't, this, isn't, this isn't actually for me. This is sent to right. a lot of people. And, yep. and of course, there's ways to get around that with, with sure. mass things and put in you know, words here or whatever. But it, you can just tell. And when somebody's yep. put the effort to actually talk about you and, and get to know who you are, you read it and you respond. And in a mm -hmm. noisy world, I don't think it's time to get louder. I think it's time to get right. more specific. It's yep. time to get more personal. And yep. people love people. Like, honestly, everyone's favorite, everyone's favorite subject. It doesn't matter who it is. Everyone's favorite subject is themselves. themselves Everyone, yeah. right? I mean, it is. And um, themselves, what they do, whatever. And if you just have real conversations with people, man, it works wonders. Just real communication. Absolutely. What about follow-up? What's your process oh, when it comes to dude, following up? The money's in the follow-up. Absolutely. I've read so many times, and I, don't, I, I really think that it's just a, a BS statistic that people are throwing out there. I really honestly do. Uh -huh. Seven times, 21 times. <laughs> Yeah, you yeah. have to follow up with them six times and it has to be this way. This yeah. specific. No, dude. No, there's, I, I swear there is no set formula because I've sent an email. I've gotten booked. I've sent three mail emails. I haven't gotten booked. I followed up with them 11 times and I haven't gotten booked. I felt like I'm telling you there is no set way. And if you use websites like speaker match, thumbtack gig salad, where they pay $500 to a thousand dollars for a speaker, um, you're probably never going to follow up. Like I'm, uh -huh. I'm dead serious. You'll follow uh -huh. up with them so many times. You'll, you'll probably never get an email. And hmm. you know what? You just probably never will. Sometimes I've gotten booked to pay to speak. And the, the only time I've had a conversation with somebody is them emailing me saying, Hey, send me your, your contract. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. That happens. Um, but you started this with saying the money's in the follow-up and then you just bashed follow-up. So <laughs> I, yeah, I was, I'm hearing a mixed message here. <laughs> no, so what I mean is the money's in the follow-up. Like, send the email, do a phone call, uh -huh. right? Email, phone call. Perfect. Like, that's like, the, like, don't just send an email out and go, I'm praying. Yeah. I'm hoping. Uh huh. Uh -huh. Right? No, the money is in the follow-up. So you have to follow up to people because I've I've sent out an email, and a week later I sent out another email, and then I got booked to, booked to speak. Yeah. Yep. Before yep. they never even saw me because I went to spam. Yeah, yeah, totally. No, I find the same thing. Uh, what about, uh, what, do you, what do you do when it comes to like, hey, you found someone today and uh, I sent, you know, you sent a couple emails, you made a phone call, nothing happened. You know, what do you do with that contact information now, six months down the road? You know, what, what's the process over the next 12 months? 
So my booking process looks like this. Oh, wow, Jake's having an event? Dude, I want to get a hold of him. Send a bomb bomb email. B-O-M-B, B-O-M-B. BombBomb.com, it's, it's a video email. 80% yep. of consumption right now is through video. So uh -huh. I send a bomb bomb video. Is that statistic made up? No. I'm just kidding. I'm just, just <laughs> a joke. Just a joke. <laughs> oh, I From, got you. Yeah, because just you. before yeah. he said all these statistics are right. made up. I was just joking. Sorry, so, keep going. Uh, no, I got it. Um, that's funny. <laughs> no, it, it came out in like News Daily, Business Daily. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Journal, no, I believe it. So send out the – it's on their website because, you know, everything we read on the internet is true, right? Said so, Abraham Lincoln. Said Abraham Lincoln. <laughs> so what you do is you go ahead and you send the bomb bomb email. About three days later – this is my process. By the way, disclaimer, this is my process. Three days later – I send them a follow-up email to the email address. Hey, not sure if you received my bomb bomb email, which you can tell if they opened it or not. Um, not sure if you received it or not, but uh, I just wanted to follow up with you for whatever reason, whatever reason I have, right? Um, I just wanted to make sure that this and this, and I sent my information and whatever. Um, if I don't get a follow-up, then, and I have this all written down like next to my desk. If I don't get anything after that, like three days later, so I send another email. Hey, I know you're busy. I just wanted to check on you. Um, I sent my information. Do you need anything else? Um, hope to hear from you soon. I'll follow up with you. Now, on the third time, I always say, I'll follow up with you um, on, at a pick a date, at this date, at this time. Hmm. All right? So they expect an email. It's coming. Right? So here's what I do. I then, on the fourth email, I erase those emails. Right? I put in, I put in my very, very, like, basic information that I want to tell them. And I put RE in the subject line, RE colon, our last conversation. That's the subject line. And mm -hmm. I say, hey, hey, Jake, uh, I sent you a bomb bomb email and I sent you a couple other emails, but I just wanted to start over um, on a new thread and wanted to follow up with you about your event on this day, at this time, at this, and this, and this, and this, and this. I haven't received anything and I don't want to waste your time. Uh, I'm sure you're super busy. Would love a callback, would love an email, and I'll follow up with you for my final time on this date. And that's about my fifth time. You know what I mean? Really cool. That's awesome. So what is the process? Let's say they never respond to you mm -hmm. um, on that first time, and, and you know they're going to do it again next year. So right. how do you remind yourself? How do you, do you just start over again? What, yeah. what do you do? It's all in the CRM, man. Everything's mm -hmm. in the CRM. Like I track in my CRM the last time I emailed somebody. And so if I say, and so I have a, I have a, a, a last date contacted, next date contacted, right? Mm. So, so right now it's, let's say it's August 5th or whatever. I'm going to contact them on August 10th. If it's August 15th and I'm like, oh crap, I didn't eat, I didn't follow up with them. I look at my CRM. I'm like, oh, so I then, and plus everything's in my calendar anyway. So I don't yeah, miss yeah, it. Yeah. But I then go back and say, bam, and say it's my last time. Let's say it's, it's the fifth time, you know, whatever. Cause they say between six and 12, it's 21, it's 15. I ain't got time to be sending out 8,000 follow-up messages. If they're mm -hmm. not going to answer me by the fifth or sixth time, they're probably not going to answer me. So, mm -hmm. so by the fifth or sixth time, I'm already like, this is my final email. I don't know. This is my final email. I haven't heard from you. I really don't want to take up too much of your time. Uh, I'm sorry we couldn't get connected, you know, that type of thing. Yeah. And then I, I put out there in my CRM, last date contacted. And so there's always like this date is the date that came out for call for speakers. This is the, it's usually the first date that I've initiated the contact mm -hmm. and then put it in my calendar for next year. I say, okay, this year, um, 2019 July, I'm going to re start reaching out to this person again, hmm. you know, because you don't know if that person's sick. You don't know if that person, you know, and I've gotten 
emails like six months later going, oh my gosh, I just saw this. Um, I had to take over the department and I was waiting through all these emails. I'm so sorry you got lost. No problem. I, you know, I, I'm sorry that I got lost too. Um, you know, let's have a conversation. You know, how did your yep. event go? How did you, and I start the initiation of the, con of the contact. Yep. Yep. Oh, that's perfect. I love it. So I have one more question for you, but before sure. we get to that last question, um, how can people connect with you and how can people get your no BS, no fluff guide to booking speaking engagements? So my website is www.thesuccesscore.com. And up in the tabs, you'll see book, go to book. And then it's right there. Um, I have a bit.ly link. It's, it's the bit.ly forward slash get booked to speak and get booked to speak. The first letters are all capitalized. So capital G, capital B, capital T, capital S. Get booked well, to speak. I'll, I'll put it in, in the show notes. Sure. Out of curiosity, do the capital letters make a difference when the URL? I, I didn't think they did. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Because um, on a bit.ly link they do? It does in mine because there's already a bit.ly get booked to speak. And somebody else's website from like 2008. Interesting. And, they, huh. and it's dead. It's a dead website. So I put capital G, capital B. So I now I always just just capitalize the first letter of everything, and it makes it super simple. Huh. That's cool. Well, we'll put a we'll put a link down there. Uh, sure. Anyway, thank you so much, Sean. This has been great. Question for you. This is the last question mm -hmm. I ask everyone. This: If you could go back in time and talk to yourself when you're first starting out, what advice would you give yourself? I'd high five them. <laughs> I high five them. I'm like, you know, you like in 2015, let's say it's in 2015 because I was really like planning and plotting my career. Uh -huh. You know what I mean? I, I high five them and go, yes, you did it. And so uh, keep up the hard work, keep up the good work. Oh, and uh, make sure you don't buy this and don't do this and make sure you do this the correct way. And you know what I mean? So, uh huh. Uh huh. Yeah. Love it. That's awesome. Very cool. Well, thank you so much. Any last words of wisdom for our listeners and members of the Speakers, Authors, and Coaches Network? Dude, just say yes and figure it out. Like, stop with the excuses. I cannot stand the excuses. Your credibility just goes out the window. Say yes and figure it out. And when you say yes to things, it opens up your mind to new opportunities and new adventures and new connections that you would have never had had you said, no, it's a free gig. No. Like say mm. yes and figure it out because only when you say yes, does your heart and mind open to new opportunities and new possibilities. That's beautiful. I love it. Well, thank you so much, Sean and uh, everyone listening. Thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. And Sean, I really appreciate your openness and your sharing. And, and yeah, I just man. want to acknowledge you real quick. Uh, what I said that wasn't to use your words. That was no, that was no fluff. That was no BS. <laughs> no, you seriously no have a, uh, you, you really have had success in, in a period of time that very few speakers have had. Um, wow. and, and I know thousands of them. And so I just want to say that, that you're doing great things. And, and that's the reason why I wanted to have you here is just because you, you've been able to have success at a very quick rate. And, uh, I think that's really unique earlier. You were talking about all oh, these kind of these programs that say you can do this in this period of time or whatever, but honestly, the period of time that you've done it in is significantly faster than almost anyone. And I don't know if you knew that or not, but I, I wanted I you to know. I figured like in the first year or two, people should pretty much have this figured out. <laughs> well, I'm just saying that most don't. So that, that's what oh, it is. So, okay. so, uh, <laughs> great <laughs> makes me feel better when i get it yeah. <laughs> yeah there you go perfect <laughs> all right thanks sean thank you everyone for listening everyone for watching see you later thanks man see ya
Thank you so much for listening to the Speakers, Authors, and Coaches podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please rate, review, subscribe, and most importantly, share it with somebody who needs this information. If you're not already a part of our Facebook community, come and join us in the Speakers, Authors, and Coaches network at facebook.com slash groups slash speaker, author, coach, or simply search the Speakers, Authors, and Coaches network. Thanks again for listening. Remember, what you do matters. You can turn your dreams into your reality. Together, we are changing the world one message at a time.